0: The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.
1: Hi, welcome back to Litigate This with Eric Mazel, one of the attorneys at the CLM law firm. Today we're talking about possible resolutions for DWIs.
0: So I think the number one question um, any of our clients ask, and specifically with these DWI cases, is what's the likelihood it'll get dismissed? Um, You know, how do you think, you know, how do you think it's going to go?
1: That is a million dollar (laughs) question, right? And let me just start by saying this. This in no means is legal advice. It is case by case specific. And if you do find yourself in this situation, I definitely, definitely recommend you speaking to an attorney. This is just kind of in general. But in general, there are multiple ways to get a DWI dismissed, right? First and foremost, I think what we look for at CLM is if you qualify for PTD. Now, PTD's is pre-trial diversion. It's a program where if you participate, and meet a couple requirements, you can get your case dismissed. And the beauty of it is you also get the ability to expunge or erase your record after.
0: Okay, and to be eligible, this would have to be your first offense, right? So it's kind of like a first offenders type program?
1: Sure, it's that's exactly what it is. A first okay. offenders program, if you meet other requirements or qualifications as well, um, it can be negotiated, it's not automatically given. Uh, And so that's why, you know, as an attorney, you want to make sure they meet the check, you know, the checklist and then at that point go out and try and negotiate it.
0: Okay. So if PTD is a possible uh, scenario to resolve your case, what exactly goes into the PTD program? What does, what does someone have to do? How long does it normally take?
1: Sure. So once the attorney has negotiated and you've been accepted into PTD, uh, there's probably a number of classes DWI related that you're going to need to take. Um, After that, there's also a small fee that you pay towards the county, and then sometimes a screening as well. But that's generally what it requires. Um, And then if you satisfy all those things, you get it dismissed.
0: Okay, great. And I think um, the, the state allows six months for the PTD program, but let's just say, you know, you're really motivated to put this behind you and you get it all done in a month. I mean, can your case move quickly? Have you complete all of these these things in a quickly manner
1: absolutely and i think that's incentive in and of itself right it used to be where you had to wait the six months now if you finish everything within a week two weeks a month it doesn't matter you'll automatically Uh, get out of the PTD program, and then they'll move for your case to be dismissed.
0: Okay. And so if you uh, complete the PTD program successfully, you will get that dismissal letter from the court.
1: Sure. It it does say a little bit of a process, so it's not immediate, but you should get a dismissal fairly soon, and then your ability to expunge would then be eligible.
0: Okay. And then I think in those cases, it would be eligible two years after the date of the offense, correct?
1: It's going to depend, okay. that's a general, okay. uh, generally the statute of limitations in some instances you're eligible immediately. It all kind of just depends on when the arrest was and what the basis was. I definitely recommend consulting with an attorney that handles expunctions but that would be general and you do have the ability to expunge at some point so that's a good news. Okay.
0: So what happens if someone is nearing the six-month deadline and maybe there's two classes they have left to do or maybe they finished all their classes but they just lost their job and they don't have the money to pay the fee. Can can they get an extension or what happens in, in those cases?
1: At that point, I'd probably, as the attorney, approach uh, the court and see if there's any way to get an extension, show some sort of progress that they've done. You definitely want to provide your attorney with some sort of ammunition to go in there, uh, not empty handed. But if you don't, then there's still some things that we could do as an attorney to get that extension.
0: Okay, great. Um, so what happens if, let's just say this wasn't... My first uh, DUI and PTD is off the table. What are some potential resolutions to these types of uh, DWI cases?
1: The good news is that it's not the end of the road and it's not the only way to get a dismissal. Uh, Aside from PTD, there's a lot of other ways that we could go about it. Some more aggressive than others, right? Uh, Motion to suppress based on the blood or the breath. Uh, Other ways to chip away at the state's case and maybe get that dismissal. If not through any of those means, then you always have the constitutional right to go to trial. Um, And I would probably recommend speaking with your attorney and talk about the probability of success, but no one can take that from you, and, and that would be the last option probably where you could get a dismissal.
0: Okay. And then um, I think a lot of the ways these cases are resolved are either maybe through probation or some clients just opt in to get a jail recommendation and just do do the time, right?
1: Sure. You do have that option. Uh, you know, the thing about DWIs that may, many don't realize in Texas is it gets enhanced. So after you have one DWI conviction, the next one's going to go up. So it would be theoretically from a class B misdemeanor to class A. Problem is if you continue to get them, it's eventually going to move up to a felony, which is punishable by a minimum of two years. So that's why it's definitely in your best interest to not maybe plead to something just to get it out of the way because you can get punished for something that you maybe wouldn't have gotten you know, convicted for. Um, but at the end of the day, for a misdemeanor where it starts, class B, you are starting with... Probably some sort of probation, uh, generally 12 to 24 months. And if you did want to do, you know, opt out of the probation, just do some sort of jail sentence, you had that option too. Okay,
0: that's good to know. Um, so let's talk about trial. So let's just say someone is adamant they're, they believe they can win at trial. What would someone expect in preparing for a DWI trial case?
1: Sure. It varies, right? But I think with CLM, what we like to do is we like to have the client come in, review all the evidence. We weren't there, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to know what was said in the police report, how accurate is this? What about this in the video? We kind of collaborate with the client. We prepare through that and then also making sure we have all the evidence, subpoenaed everybody, Um, maybe the qualifications of the person that took the breathalyzer or who analyzed the blood. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it uh, and that is your constitutional right. And we definitely encourage everybody to exercise that if there's a good chance that they can succeed.
0: And I think this is where the cases get really technical and where um, uh, retaining experts, right, to look at the evidence. Um, I know we've had cases where we've hired uh, blood experts to analyze that whole process. I know there's a whole handbook of rules of the proper way to, uh, you know, gather the breast specimen, gather the the blood specimen. And so how important is it, especially if you're going to trial, uh, you know, to have the funds and, and get these experts uh, on our side?
1: If it was me, I, I would, right? And I understand not everybody has the ability for those type of funds. Now, if you don't, even if you have an appointed attorney or retained, you still have the ability to ask the court to pay for those experts because it's your right. But I think they're crucial. I think the state's going to show up with their experts, and so it's only right that we rebut their testimony with our experts. And as you alluded to, we've had a lot of success with blood experts, breath experts, experts that come in and this is what they do, and they're able to call into question you know, the specimen or the state's case, and that's led to our success in trial.
0: Great. And so in terms of... Um Uh, You know, testimony at trial, um, you know, obviously so many factors come into play, whether or not, um, you know, other witnesses show up, police testimony, uh, does the client, him him or herself testify in the trial?
1: That's a good question. You hear it in law and order all the time, right? You have the right to remain silent and we can never force anybody nor do I encourage anyone to do it if they don't want to. It's their choice. You know, we've been in trial and sometimes it's been more of a play by ear where the client, the defendant is ready to testify if need be, but it's not our burden. And so we kind of wait to see what the state's cases look like and then make a game time decision. But it's definitely the defendant's option and we prepare for it if we need it, um, but we don't necessarily exercise it all the time.
0: And just along the timing issues, if someone does want to take their DW case to trial, how long are they looking at from the date of offense to maybe a a possible jury trial date?
1: You may get tired of hearing this, but I think the (laughs) pandemic has kind of put a a little bit of a delay on everything, right? But with that said, generally, I'd say be anywhere between four months for a quick resolution. Again, it all depends on if there was blood drawn that needs to get shipped out to independent analysis. There's a lot of variables outside of our control, but we do try to control the things that we can, right? And so with that said, anywhere between three or four months to possibly a year if you actually wanted to go to trial. And one thing that I should say is that you should be aware that during that time frame, you may be required to be blowing into an interlock device or a machine. And generally you don't get credit for that if you do end up going to probation. So that's why you definitely want to assess the situation and see if it's in your best interest. Because if you think it's going to be inevitable, then we might as well work right. towards getting the best resolution now, put you on probation, so you don't waste all that time that you Right, earn.
0: And that's a good point. That was going to be my next question. Um, you know, a lot of people with the interlock machines, the mobile devices, they're really expensive. And not a lot of people have either the funds nor the patience to continue You know, adhering to their bond conditions, peer bond conditions, being on these interlocks and waiting for, for their trial date, I think a lot of people would maybe would rather just try to resolve it in the best way possible.
1: Absolutely. I mean, these devices can range anywhere between 50 to $150 a month. I mean, that's a lot of groceries, that's a lot of bills for, for everyone, me included. So I think the best thing to do is to figure out what your probability of success is immediately, right? If the evidence doesn't look too good for the state and it looks like something we would proceed to in trial, then I think it's worth it. But if it looks like we're just prolonging the inevitable, And there's probably going to be some sort of probation and conviction at the end. Let's be real. Let's be Mm -hmm. honest. And at that point, try to get the best deal on the table so you're not wasting your money. And you're at least getting credit for the time that you are blowing into that device. I
0: think that kind of segues into uh, a topic related to DWI is this whole interlock device. I know we get a lot of calls from clients who... You know, um, I, I tested positive, but I swear I wasn't drinking. I think the machine is faulty. Um, you know, my, my probation officer, my PR bond officer, you know, I have a warrant because of these, you know, I already missed a blow, kind of uh, walk us through that process of when we get those calls and kind of how can we resolve that.
1: Unfortunately, you know, we're dealing with machines. And so these machines break if they're not calibrated correctly. And so there is a lot of hassle and drama involved with this. I definitely think it's a situation where you need to communicate with your attorney immediately. You know, from my perspective, the last thing I want is to find out two months after the fact that you've been having trouble with your device and then I'm playing cleanup duty and it's almost impossible.
0: Alright, so we've been talking about um, interlock devices and maybe some folks out there don't know exactly what that is. So if you can kind of, we'll backtrack a little bit and kind of explain what um, an interlock device is and I think there's a mobile device there as well.
1: Absolutely, I made a leap. So let me explain what the interlock is. Interlock device is essentially a machine that's either put in your car, installed in your car, or you carry around a mobile device and you're supposed to blow into it, and it takes your breath specimen. And when you blow into it, the machine detects if you have alcohol in your breath or not. Generally, if you do blow and it detects alcohol, it'll make you do it again. And when you do it again, when you blow again, it'll detect and be able to distinguish whether that's scope, mouthwash, pizza, or any of the other things that can trigger it as well. The problem is is if you're on... PR bond or some sort of restrictions if you do blow positive and that's obviously going to cause problems with either your bond or your probation
0: right or you can miss the blow completely right
1: that's another issue right (laughs) if they prescribe you four separate time periods to blow during a day if you don't blow within that time period there's gonna be some problems coming your way
0: and obviously uh you know once you get this device you're given Very detailed directions on what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to use the device, so it should come to no surprise to someone. It shouldn't, (laughs) although
1: we do still get surprised, right? And a lot of times when you're on bond and you're blowing into these devices, it is gonna feel a lot like probation, which is why I alluded to earlier and said that you want to move quickly because you're not getting the credit. But it does feel a lot like probation because you're gonna be checking in with an officer, you're gonna be blowing into a device, you're essentially gonna be supervised while you're waiting for this case to be resolved.
0: And, um, you know, as you know, it's been happening lately, I think a lot of cases are taking longer and longer. Um, A lot of uh, some recent issues clients have brought up to us is, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my DW case to get presented, but I've been on my interlock for over a year now. I haven't had any issues with it. I've I've been doing great on my PR bond. I, you know, everything is going well. Is there a way to to get off of it while I wait for my DWI uh, case to to get presented? Is that a possibility?
1: Generally, no. Uh, you know, Texas law requires that if you blow over .15 when arrested for the DWI, or if this is your second DWI arrest, that you have to remain on that interlock device or mobile device while you're waiting for the resolution of your case. There are ways for an attorney to modify the terms of your your PR, especially if you've been complying and doing well, or we can even use it when negotiating at the end. You know, hey, he or she's done great. Uh, You know, maybe a little bit of leniency as far as some of the other things. So there's things that can be done. Definitely recommend talking to an attorney about that. But at the same time, always just want to comply and keep that PR bond officer happy. That about wraps up the DWI conversation for today. Thank you for being with us. If you guys have any questions for any of the attorneys at the CLM law firm about what we discussed today or any other issues, please call us for a free consultation, 915-225-1555. Thanks. CLM Law Firm is the trial team you can trust for your criminal defense, car accidents, school hearings, or parole cases. We combine our decades of experience to fight on your side as one powerhouse team. Standing with you. Standing for you. CLM
0: Law Firm. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.